Hi, and welcome to Sweet 1111. I'm Trice Brown. And I'm Piper Bosart. And today we're talking about Valentine's Day. Today's Valentine's Day, and we have two stories that we'll be sharing uh, about individuals in the community, uh, how they met with their partners. Uh, first, we're going to be talking with Piper about her story on a couple inside of the College of Liberal Arts, uh, how they got together, what they do now, what kind of tips they have uh, for extending their relationships. And later, we'll be talking with Becca Benner about her story on the executive director of Naked and Afraid and his wife who live in the Auburn area. Uh, but right now, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Collins Keith, podcast writer for The Plainsman. If you like this podcast and would like to support the organization and our team, you can visit our website at theplainsman.com and click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 127 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here at Auburn. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show. So, Piper, uh, let's talk about your story on this couple. What are their names? Uh, what are they like? Uh, just kind of start us off. All right. So my story was about Ross and Melissa Blair. Ross is an academic advisor in the College of Liberal Arts, and Melissa Blair is an associate professor of history. They are the sweetest couple. You can genuinely tell that they love each other. Mm -hmm. and. They're just the sweetest people yeah. ever, and you can, like, feel their love when you're talking to them. Yeah. So how did they meet? How does, like, give us the, the whole story, as they told you. So they met at a birthday party, mm -hmm. and they said that they talked for hours and hours and just hit it off right away. And that was in August, and they kept hanging out after that party, going on dates, and eventually mm -hmm. started dating in October of 2003. Wow. So they've been together for a while. Yes. Yeah, it's almost 20 years that they just, like, would be like, no, I guess it'd be 1918 right now. Just about. I can't do math. So but they did get married in 20, 2007. Okay. Oh, okay. So they, so that since then. Yes. So I guess how is their like family, I guess, kind of like evolved to where they are now? So they got married in June of 2007 and then they had their daughter, Margaret, and then they had a son, Owen. And then from North Carolina, I know they moved to Auburn, Alabama. Mm -hmm. And then that's where, when the pandemic hit, they expanded to get their first pet, Colby, Aww. who's a cat. So Aww. he's their pandemic pet, as the they pandemic say. Pet. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. So what kind of, um, what do they have to say about what they've learned through all of their time being together and like what like tips and tricks that work for keeping everything uh, hunky-dory? <laughs> um, I thought it was really funny when they brought up like this little concept of deals when it comes to chores and housekeeping. Mm -hmm. yeah. So basically Melissa was saying how one of them would go to the laundromat. I believe it was her. And then Ross would clean the bathroom. She claims that she hasn't cleaned a bathroom since they moved in together. And yeah. that's just their happy medium doing chores like that. And they said like, keeps them from bickering about things yeah. they don't want to do, which mm. I think is very useful and something yeah. I'll probably take with like along with me with my spouse like that piece yeah, of advice yeah right it's always the little things oh yeah and then honesty was a huge thing ross emphasized mm -hmm. like being honest with yourself mm -hmm. and if you're not honest with yourself he said like you can't be honest with something else, someone else mm. so that's like super super important just transparency right. with your spouse and then they laugh a lot Really? In the interview, they were making themselves laugh. Like mm -hmm. they, like you can just tell how sweet they are and how much they love each other when they laugh. Yeah. And 
both of them really emphasize the fact that not just with each other, but like laughter with their kids. Mm. So they laugh a lot as a family, which I think is super, super sweet and very valuable for any family to take into account. So remind me again, um, what are like, what do they do within the College of Liberal Arts? So Ross is an academic advisor in the College of Liberal Arts Mm -hmm. and Melissa is an associate professor in history. Got it. Okay. So, and they came here together after they moved from North Carolina and they've kind of built their family here then. Yes. Do they have like older children or are they younger? They are younger. Okay. Uh, well, Piper, uh, thank you so much for this. You did a great job talking with uh, Ross and Melissa. Uh, and yeah, great job. Thank you. We'll be right back. All right, we are back with Becca. Becca, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. So I want you to tell us the story of... Tracy and Jim Borden. Who are they? Um, how do they meet? All of that. Absolutely. So Tracy and Jim Borden are actually um, some really, really cool people. It was an honor to be able to talk with them. Um, but they actually met in Southern California. So they've definitely come a long way um, from Southern California. But they met through a mutual friend, actually at a bar, funny enough. Um, but the mutual friend was just like, hey, texted um Tracy was like, hey, I think this is a guy that you should totally come meet, like, super fun, y'all would hit it off, whatever, and so I think, actually, yeah, so long story short, they, um, so they met at the bar, and they really enjoyed their time together, but because they um, both recently divorced, they both already have kids, mm-hmm. and so they found it difficult for them to find time to actually go on their first date so it wasn't until like a month later I think they said until they were actually able to go on their first date which is just crazy that their love like surpassed that time and surpassed that hardship of families and stuff but still being able to connect um after all that time which is really cool but so Jim is from this area Jim is from Auburn Mm -hmm. and so when they were meeting the family you know meeting the parents um Tracy came back with him to meet his family and uh, she just fell in love with Aubrey. She fell in love with the city. Um, she fell in love with the community and most importantly, she fell in love with Auburn and Auburn football. Um, right. And she, and so they decided to move to Auburn and that's when she just became like such an avid Auburn fan. And it was just crazy. She, they literally scheduled their wedding around Auburn football, um, mm-hmm. which I, I just love, I'm like, that is a true Auburn family right there. I love it. Like, I've never heard anything like it. Um, But, but yeah, so they literally scheduled their wedding around Auburn football and they're like, oh no, we can't have it this day because Auburn plays or or just craziness. Um, And so they scheduled their wedding for New Year's Eve, which is, is just so fun in itself. So they ended up finding out that I believe Auburn was playing in like the, Oh, the Chick-fil-A Bowl. That's what it was. Auburn was playing in the Chick-fil-A Bowl, and it ended up being on New Year's Eve. And so they're like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Like, we already have our wedding scheduled. Like, we can't just reschedule our wedding. Like, what a hassle. So they ended up getting scheduled during halftime of that game so they could still watch the game, which is just such dedication, and I love it. Um, And so they had all of their – it was in their home. It was in their living room. They had all their family and friends. It was a small wedding, but it was their closest 
friends and family. Um, and so they're all, all dressed in their formal attire for as a wedding, you know, requires. And um, so they watched the first half of the, half of the game, got married and during halftime, and then watched the second half of the game. I wow. actually think Tracy said she was getting she was getting ready in her bathroom during the first half of the game, which is just crazy. Um, and then the, and they just all stayed in their wedding dress. And like the reception was kind of like the second half of the game, which is just awesome. And then Auburn, of course, won, like obviously. And the entire bridal party went to Tumors in all of their outfits and their dresses. Like they had literally just gotten married and they went to Tumors. And Tracy told me that they got on the news, like like news wow system i don't know channel was there um and so they because like obviously they stood out because they were in suits and wedding dresses and bridesmaid dress which is just so funny uh so they got to be interviewed by the news and that was broadcasted um so his job requires him to go out of town a lot so after they got married they kind of had to navigate how um how that was going to work for the relationship because half of their relationship is long distance so that was something that they had to work out. But so Jim's job is obviously dangerous because he goes in very remote places of the world, of the United States, um, in jungles and rainforests and um, places that have been yet to be explored, yet to be experienced, yet, right. to, yet to be known to the public. Um, obviously, the contestants are in a more of a dangerous spot than he is, but it's still um, he mm. is still there. He still has to go on those missions and do those jobs and get to know the people and um, et cetera. And a lot of those places like don't have nice hotels for him to stay in or safe places for him to stay. Um, he told me, I forgot where, but he said that one place was able to like stay on, on a resort where he was staying, but then other places like literally don't even have internet for him to contact. So that was a big challenge that they had to work through was like, okay, you're gone half of the year. Like I think it was three to five months um, out of the year. And so about half. And so they had to navigate him not being able to contact her because they don't have any internet service where he is. Uh, and so his plan was like every day after working, he would go find a place. Sometimes they told me a story where sometimes that is like, maybe it was two hours from where he was staying or two hours out from where he was um, shooting the show, but yet he would still do it to like contact his wife to let her know that he was safe. Uh, so oh, it was wow. an every, it was an everyday thing um, and like an everyday commitment that he made to her. And she made a comment of like, and if I didn't get that text, then I would start to have a panic attacks or I would try to find ways to contact him because, and sometimes he would just forget, you know, something as simple as that, but because he was in such a dangerous place, who knows what could, really have gone out there um, yeah right and she said that she that she was a lot more like the danger aspect doesn't bother her as much as it used to just because she's been around her for so long uh, and she trusts that like since he is the executive director like people have have his back and people are going to protect him uh, so she's mm -hmm. not as apprehensive as she used to about it but the main thing that bothers her now is being lonely and so um, like not having your husband with her like that's hard to live almost half the year without your husband uh, and so she's like works uh, or she like asks her friends to come and stay with her or her daughters or her, her children etc to kind yeah. of um, you know to keep her sane and um, but I don't know it's just 
a really cool story and a really cool uh, the fact that they have been through so much and will continue to go through this process. Like she loves the show and she loves what she does and she supports him wholeheartedly and is like his biggest fan. And it was really sweet to hear him speak about how she is so supportive despite the dangers that it faces. Like she knows he loves it. And so she supports him doing it, which is just really cool. Yeah. Uh, and it's not one of those things like, oh, like you're my husband and I'm scared you're going to get hurt. Like stay here with me. She's like, I know you love this and I'm going to be selfless and let you go do this because I trust you and we'll, and we'll hope for the best kind of thing. Um, but obviously there has been a workout system where it is a rather safe thing or else he won't continue to mm. put himself in such harm's way, you know? All right, Becca. Well, uh, thank you for doing such a good job on the story. Really uh, interesting um, and very sweet. Uh, love story between those two. Uh, but from the Elburn Plainsman, this has been Sweet 1111. I'm Trice Brown. I'm Becca Binner. And we will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>